0: welcome everybody to catfish weekly presented by Whiskerwear apparel we are here today on a special wednesday edition with dale russell lowe jr and his son chase and uh, these guys caught a 141 pound blue cat in a tournament over the weekend and uh with conflicting work schedules and different things he couldn't be on the show with us monday night so we brought him in this afternoon so everybody could uh Understand what goes on with catching a fish that size. How's it going tonight, fellas? We're doing good. Chase, fine. how you doing? Good. Good? Awesome. Uh, that's quite a fish you guys put in a boat the other day. I mean, uh, 141 pounds, that's, that's a giant. I mean, we run tournaments for years and years, and I weighed fish right around 100 pounds on numerous occasions, but uh, 141, that's just a giant.
1: Yeah, I'm, we're still in shock ourselves. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure you are. The, uh, the is there any particular rhyme or reason why you was the guy that got to put the fish in a boat, uh, other than one of your partners?
1: I, I mean, there's really no reason. Um, uh, basically, we was sitting in the wind was beating us to death, and he had asked me for. <laughs> The wind was beating us to death and we were sitting sideways in the wind so the only thing we did different was move the boat and pointed in the wind and that was when we caught it
0: i see i see uh was this fish on structure or anything like that
1: i was fishing on some stumps but basically where i was fishing was mainly a flat where I, the fish come feed
0: mm-hmm. so how deep of water um, was you fishing
1: 19 foot
0: Nineteen foot, uh, and the water temperature where you was at was,
1: I, I can't even remember. I think it was around forty-six degrees, I believe, forty-six to fifty degrees.
0: That's that's pretty warm, you know, compared to what we have here. I mean, that's probably about right for you guys. Uh, well, we, how many other I fish did we, you catch in that tournament?
1: We had caught a couple in the teens, and we had one that was thirty-nine pounds. Man, and uh, that's a heck of then big. we caught. Then we caught this fish around 1230.
0: Now, how long did you keep the the fish in the boat uh, before you went and weighed in?
1: We um, couldn't. I have a 100-gallon live well in my boat, and uh, he wouldn't fit in it. I put him in it, and he curled up in it. So we basically um, called for help. But we actually had to fish for until like, I think we weighed the fish around 4 o'clock. Okay.
0: But now, you was telling me the other day about, about a buddy of yours that, that does a bunch of custom live well stuff, and I've actually visited with him. We're going to have him on the show uh, here in a few weeks to, to discuss some of that stuff. Would you mind going into detail on what took place when you got to the lot, to the weigh-in, and uh, you knew this fish was, was a possible world record and all the, all the uh, things that you guys done to make sure that this fish stayed alive and and survived everything and and again i've seen the video where you released it live so what you done worked really good and and just kind of tell everybody how that all went down
1: well like i said basically my live will i never thought i'd have a fish that wouldn't fit in it and uh when i realized that i called austin and um he met me halfway and we put we put the fish in an actual landing net and moving from boat to boat and uh, when we got to the, uh, to the um, dock, we basically babysit the fish. Austin, Austin did a wonderful job making sure the fish was okay, and he stayed with the fish all evening while I was, you know, out talking to people. But he uh, basically just sat with the fish the whole time, and people wanted to see the fish, and, and I kept telling people, I'm not being rude or, or anything like that, but we're not going to take the fish out until we weigh it because we didn't want to put any more stress on the fish than we had to. We wanted to make sure the fish lived. Mm-hmm. That's we kept, outstanding. We kept a really close eye on him all day. And if, if he would have started acting funny, we was prepared to turn him loose.
0: Well, that's, that's really good deal. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. So many people uh, are more worried about records and they're nice. I'm not taking anything away from that, but I'm just saying to, to care enough about that fish survival to, to be prepared for that is really cool. Now, uh, your buddy austin what what's his last name
1: sartan austin
0: Sartin. austin sartan and, and he he specifically builds tournament catfish live wells and builds them to where they will make surv- fish survive in tournament situations or any other situation but they're specifically designed for that
1: that's yep, right he actually had built that fish off the measurements of the world record he built the live well yeah, he built that to live with to fit a world record fish.
0: I see. And now, I have mm-hmm. forgotten that this. This fish you caught was really a long-bodied fish. Do you have the dimensions on it?
1: It was sixty-one inches long with a forty-six-inch girth.
0: Sixty-one with a forty-inch girth. That's that's just a, a
1: forty-six-inch girth.
0: Forty-six-inch girth. Wow, man, with a, that's just good. <laughs> Man. Uh, So, Chase, is that fish bigger than you was? Yeah. I thought so, yeah. From the pictures i seen in the boat, it looked like it probably was a little bigger than you. (laughs) So, when you get in, um, the scales that they used at the tournament, was they uh, certified or did you have to go out and get certified scales from someone else?
1: I honestly can't tell you if his scales were certified or not. But we didn't have nothing to weigh the fish in that was big enough. So he had to find a tub that would weigh the fish and not max out his scales. I see. So he eventually found something, and we weighed it. And on his scales, it was 141.76. Mm-hmm. Actually, and I wanted a citation for it, and I wanted to make sure it wasn't a world record. So we um, there's a store called Bobcat's. That's um right there, real close to where we was fishing at, and he has certified scales. And uh, the DNR would not come out until we had to fish weighed on certified scales, and it had to be more than 143. So we went to the store, and uh, we had it reweighed there, and it came out to, to what the tournament scale said, 141. 141. So, um, every every we weighed on was was pretty much the same.
0: I can't imagine them guys not wanting to rush out there and try to help you guys do that. i In Missouri, uh, by law, any tournament is required to have a legal by trade certified set of scales because you're winning money. And anything that worth money exchanges hands has to be weighed on a certified scale. So all tournament directors here are required to have certified scales. Now, with that being said, uh, each state has a different set of regulations, <laughs> rules, but if if they had certified scales there, I, I would have thought the, the Department of Conservation or DNR or whoever it is that you have would have been jumping all over, getting down there to make sure to try to help you that that fish would have been there. I'm a little surprised at that.
1: Yeah, we they we called them and they they wasn't interested at all. And, and less that it, the only way they would come out is if it weighed more on the scales, the certified scales.
0: Well, I have to tell you, I'm a little disappointed in that. I don't know who the guys are, and I'm not sure what kind of regulations and stuff that that you have going on down there. But that does disappoint me a little bit that them guys wouldn't care any more about that. You know, if, if nothing else, uh, them just being the agent that got to write his name on the paper that says it was, was or was a, if it happened to have been a world record uh, I would have thought that had been some prestige that that guy wouldn't want to miss out on but evidently that wasn't important to him
1: yeah I was kind of shocked myself when we called him and they wasn't interested
0: um, wow um, what what kind of boat was you guys fishing out of over the weekend
1: I have a 2012 uh, 218 DLV Carolina skip I
0: see I see plenty of room a lot of plenty. open space
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: That that's awesome. Now, what body of water was you fishing on?
1: Um, Bugs Island Lake. It's also called well Bugs Island is a nickname for it, but it's Kerr Lake in Virginia and North Carolina in both states.
0: It's in both states. Okay, because now was you in the North Carolina water or the Virginia water?
1: Virginia water.
0: In the Virginia water. And and is is the uh uh the majority of the water uh in Virginia, or is it in North Carolina?
1: The most of the lake is in North—I mean—in Virginia. Okay.
0: Okay. That's—that's. Um, I—I that's, uh, I didn't know. I've not been out there. I, I hear a lot of good things about that lake, and and uh, you know, there's a lot of guys catching some really quality fish. And, and do you contribute those fish to regulations that your state has in place? What do you mean contribute? This, the size of the fish that you guys are having out there, oh, wow. uh, you know, didn't hear nothing about Bugs Island or Kerr Lake, none of that stuff. You know, there wasn't anybody talking about catching anything. But in the last several years, these fish have got to a uh, hum- humongous size in that lake. And I know that there's plenty for them to eat, but have they passed regulations that has permitted these fish to grow to that size?
1: They have one. I don't know the exact number because I never keep anything, so I don't look, but I think it's one over 36 inches per person. Right. But I don't think it has anything to do with it. I think it has to do with the anglers. We have a lot of outstanding anglers here that, that really promote CPR, and, and we're really all about that. And all our tournaments, we try to you know, keep everything alive. So I right. have to give credit to anglers.
0: That's that's good, and I'm glad to hear that the tournament directors out there are all on board for that. That makes it so much easier uh, for these fish, uh, their survival rate, and and with the live wells that, that you and Austin have told me about, uh, that's quite an extensive deal to for somebody to be involved with them to build fish big or live wells big enough to hold fish like that, and and survive. How long was this fish actually out of the lake?
1: Oh, from twelve thirty, I think it was around. I I don't know exact times. I think it was around six thirty when we turned him loose.
0: So six or seven hours, and, and when you released him, it looked to me like he was as good as he was ever going to be because he didn't—he wasn't long about getting out of there.
1: No, when we, as soon as he touched the water, you couldn't hardly hold him to get the measurement.
0: <laughs> now, do you have any oxygen on that fish?
1: Austin had something in there. Now I don't know exactly what he had, but he has like. um uh, what is it, Venturi or whatever, I think the one that puts the right. real small bubbles in the water.
0: Right, it, it Plus, circulate the, the outside air, get the oxygen out of it, and make a fine mist of bubbles inside there. It's sort of like having oxygen, but you don't have to have the bottle.
1: That's right, and he had um uh, recirculation going too. Right. With now, the, does uh, that pump. also
0: have an in-and-out pump where it pumps fresh water in all the time and gets yeah. the old stuff out?
1: Yep, that's why the boat stayed in the water on the trailer. Okay. Exactly. That's that's so important. Yeah, and the fish constantly had fresh water and oxygen. yeah so.
0: oh, that's that's really good. That that stuff is so important. And and uh, you know I have conversations with guys all the time that, that tournament guys lose fish and they don't care take care of them and and fish die. Well, you're going to lose fish once in a while. I don't care what you do, but I tend to believe that there is more tournament fishermen spend more money on their live wells than just about anything else other than the boat. I mean, they, they, nobody wants to lose these fish. We want to preserve them so that, that Chase can catch that fish again in 10 years, and it would be 170 pounds.
1: Oh, yeah. You're looking forward to catching them again, aren't you? Uh,
0: <laughs> I bet so, man. That's a, that's a hog. Uh, who was your other partner in the boat
1: with you? It was my cousin, Stephen Faircloth. He fishes every ice boat with me. We don't get to see each other a whole lot, but um, it's like a special thing for us. Every year we fish the ice bowl together.
0: Well, that's outstanding. Now, I, I chase is pretty laid back. I'm sure he was excited with that fish in the boat. But how was the other guy doing? And how did you how did you handle that?
1: I was um I was tore up pretty bad. I mean, <laughs> I I've caught I've, I've caught a lot of big fish, and we have we've had me and Chase caught a hundred pounder on his birthday in two thousand Fifteen on de- in December, and uh, we knew this fish was way bigger than that. So I was pretty shooken up because I thought I was pretty sure I had the record, and uh, and I was really worried about the fish. And I think most of my most of my problem was I did not want the fish to die. Exactly. And, uh, I was stressed out bad about that. Uh, um, I knew the fish needed to be weighed in for the tournament, but. I was really concerned about him. But once I realized how good he was doing in Austin's tank, <coughs> once I realized how good he was doing in Austin's tank, I wasn't worried about it anymore. Because I knew the right. this was going to be fun. Yeah, that, that's excellent. Now, uh,
0: I, I'm, I haven't heard any results. The only thing anybody said was that this fish was caught out there. So I'm assuming that you guys won uh, the tournament, big fish and all the stuff.
1: Yeah, we won first place. It was a one fish weigh in. Uh, one fish weigh in. Yes, sir. So we weighed in one hundred and .76 and point seven six. And second place was a good <laughs> person, Williams, and he weighed in one fifty-six something. he weighed a in good A good friend of mine named Landon Williams weighed in second place with a fifty-six pound blue, which is a really good fish.
0: Absolutely, and, that's a great fish. I take those any day.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I would have I thought it would have been hard to beat a 56 on a, in a tournament day. And it, it was 150 entries in the tournament. Some
0: noise keeps popping up when you're talking. I don't get to see, hear what you're saying.
1: It was 150 boats in the tournament.
0: 150 boats. That's an outstanding event then. You guys done really well. You're competing against 150 boats. That's really cool. Yeah, it's Justin Connor just popped in our chat and he said, "Awesome job, Dale."
1: Uh, Thank you, Justin. It's um, it's it's tough competition out there. Um, I always go in hoping that I do good, but I always go in knowing that I'm fishing against some of the best anglers that there that that's out there. And I just always hope to do good. And the the what I done was just I'm still amazed by that fish.
0: Oh, absolutely! That's just a stud. Uh, you know it it's unbelievable uh, the the highlight of that to me uh, as a viewer of what was going on and not actually participating in the tournament was the fact that you caught a, a fish like that in a tournament now it's not that big fish don't get caught in tournaments but it seems like usually they're not but there has been some great fish. I mean, Justin Wolf caught one that was 103, and Jason Jackson caught one that was 105 or 6 a few years ago, and there is some big fish caught in tournaments, but that's the, that has to be the by far the biggest fish ever caught in a tournament.
1: As far as what I've been finding and everybody's been telling me, it's the biggest fish that's ever been weighed in in a tournament. Yeah. And also, it's the biggest fish that's ever been released alive in the world. Oh, I'm
0: sure of that. I'm quite sure of that. Now, what kind of equipment did you catch this fish on?
1: I was fishing with the Big Cat Fever medium heavy rods, and I had uh, I was using that 40-pound slime line, and I had a 60-pound mono leader, and uh, using the Mad Catter HD hooks, the new Mad Catter hook. Okay, and, and what kind of bait was you catching this on? I had cut carp and cut shad out, and I honestly don't know which one he hit. My, I'm I'm thinking it was the carp. Okay. Now, how big a pieces of bait was you was
0: you fishing with?
1: It was probably two by two pieces. It wasn't big pieces of bait.
0: I see. I see. That that's uh, you know for that size of fish, I would consider that a, a small bait. You know, when them guys go to Wheeler, uh, like they was telling us Monday night, they're using pound or bigger. Uh, cut the tail off of it and use the whole thing, you know, and that's a giant piece of bait, but a two-by-two two is not that big a bait, especially for a fish that size.
1: No, it's not, but, you know, like my buddy Austin Sarton, I can't take this from him. He always says elephants eat peanuts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's got a great point, and, and you can always catch big fish on small bait. You don't necessarily, necessarily have to be a big bait but if the bait's too big and you're in small fish you're not going to catch too many of them on big bait it does happen but as a rule they can't get it and the hook at the same time
1: yeah we like to use really big bait when we fish the james river when i fish the lake i like to size it down a little bit and especially if the fish are biting funny we'll put smaller bait on
0: yeah 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 and, and i think it makes, i think that makes a difference in cold water uh You know, for some reason, they'll take small bait down in the summertime when it gets warm or hot. Uh, we load up, you know, with with the bigger baits, and and it it does depend on where you're at in current situations. And, uh, you know, if you're out pre fishing a day or two ahead of time, uh, and they're not hitting on big baits, you go to smaller baits and they're hitting on them. That's what you want to go to when tournament day comes around, yeah, yeah, but uh. I'm trying to go over and make sure I don't miss too many messages. I can't get on the YouTube thing to see if anybody's in the chat there, but I have got my Facebook page going and the uh, Catfish Weekly chat going. So if anybody's got any questions for Dale, jump on in there uh, on one of the other of them, and I will get you because I can't do all three at one time uh, the way this show is set up. So if you have any questions for Dale or Chase, uh send me a message here and we'll get it, uh try to get it
1: to him. <clears throat> When's your next big tournament? Um I'm not sure when our next tournament's going to be. We have one on the James River this weekend, but I think I'm, I'm thinking I'm, we're going to skip that tournament and take the kids fishing on Sunday for fun.
0: Oh, that'd be good. You'd like that. Won't you chase? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. What kind of weather are you guys having out there?
1: Right now it's, it's it's been a really mild winter here. I I'd have to go outside. I used to work at night, so I just got out of bed. But I, I see I'm, it's probably about fifty degrees outside.
0: That's pretty nice. That's rough we're in that neighborhood out here today. It was a little warmer yesterday, but you know, and then that's why we didn't we would have worked you in somehow on Monday night. Uh, to when everybody was available to do this, but the guys that can't watch it live today, they'll have to go to YouTube and see it. Cause it was important that we get you on the show uh to talk about this. Cause it's such a great deal to catch that fish. But you know, you go to work at uh, what time do you tell me seven or seven thirty at night? And, and there's just, it's just impossible to get to work and be on the show and do all the things.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is.
0: to you know, it. Uh, I did. I can't tell you how happy that everybody is for you catching that fish. It's just a, that's a giant fish, and to catch it in a tournament and uh, less than two pounds, isn't that right? Of what you missed the world record by?
1: Yeah, it was less than two pounds. So you figure one forty-one point seven six, and the record's one forty-three. So it was. It was. Yeah. And everybody that was there was pretty much rooting for it to be the record. Oh, I'm sure so. I'm sure so. Uh, ben
0: Weber sent us a, a question for you, Dale. Uh, he says, what's, what was your previous big fish to this one, and what's the story behind it? Well, he, we went through that just a little bit earlier, uh, Ben. Uh, what, what temperature did you say the water was, Dale?
1: I'm, I'm thinking it was between 45 and 50 degrees. I don't <laughs> remember what exactly it was.
0: Right, right. Well that's that's an idea. And he was in about nineteen foot of water, Ben. But what was your previous big fish, Dale?
1: Um, around a hundred pounds in the James River. He it had bottom of my spring scales out, and at that time I didn't have a um a tank to put it in, so I just threw it back. I see. But it was a hundred
0: pounds or right, you know. And you caught that on Chase's birthday, is that what you told us?
1: It was on Chase's birthday fishing trip, um December two thousand fifteen. And that one was in the river
0: that was in the river mm-hmm. now, that's awesome now how does how them fish fight in or was there any current in the river
1: um at that time i was fishing slack tide so when i caught that fish that time it was it was all fish i see. And i i like to catch them in when the tide gets slow so i can fight the fish you know you catch them in the current no. dragging them
0: right you know we get uh when we fish the rivers over here, there's usually not much slack. And, uh, when, when you grab a hold of one of them babies, you're fighting the fish
1: plus you're fighting the current and, uh, they know how to use that current to their advantage. They do. It's to me, it's not as fun catching them in the current. I like to catch them where I can actually feel the whole fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I understand that. I understand that it's, um, you know, that's, um, uh, that's quite a, uh, quite a fishery that you got out there. How many other places around out there uh, do you fish tournaments in or, or fun fish or anything?
1: Well, uh, Bugs Island, James River, and I will fish Smith Mountain Lake some because I live pretty close to there. But um,
0: I've heard about that lake. Is that a big lake too? Smith Mountain? Yes.
1: It, it's a big lake. It's nowhere near the size of Bugs Island. I don't know what the exact acreage is, but it's mainly flatheads and channel cats there. There's no blue cat.
0: I see. Well, Flatheads is, is kind of the king of cats anyhow. But They're my thing. Yeah, <laughs> mine too. But I don't know about where you're at, but where, where where I'm at, you will win very few tournaments catching Flatheads. It usually takes blues to, to win tournaments in our area.
1: It's like the James River you're going to want to weigh blues in. Bugs Island yeah. in the in the spring, there's a lot of tournaments won with Flatheads.
0: I see. I know uh, a lot of guys go to Virginia in different areas and fish a lot of tournaments and a lot of those fish, a lot of those tournaments are won with flatheads and a lot of times uh, I hear that flatheads are about all they catch uh, but we're not fortunate enough to have that kind of success rate with flatheads where I'm at.
1: You got, it must be colder where you're at. Uh,
0: at times, uh, I'm in Missouri, uh, south southwest Missouri, but <laughs> Uh, we fish the Missouri and the Mississippi River uh, a lot, but I'm close to Lake Ozark and Truman and stuff like that. But uh, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not a lake fisherman, so to speak. If they don't have running water in it, I'm really, for the most part, I'm not interested in fishing them. If they don't have uh, current in them, uh, and I will fish them. I don't mean that, but if I got my choice, I'll go to a place where there's current versus a lake. You are missing out. That's what they tell me, but um, when you grow up fishing them rivers your whole life, it's kind of hard to change, especially at my age. I, I'm not big at changing things.
1: <laughs> well, I kind of grew up fishing the lake, and um, when I started fishing the river, I was lost. So it right. took a while to get a grasp on things there because it was totally different. You know, you had to yeah. have different anchors, different gear, different sinkers. That's Everything correct. Was totally different, and here you have to work the tide. The James so you have to figure out which tide is going where and when the fish bite on what tide and all that stuff
0: I I can't get my head wrapped around that tidal current and and I know that it goes one direction in the early part of the day and another direction later on in the day and uh, that's got to be something that takes a little bit of time to learn
1: yeah it took me a little bit of the time to learn it but once you got it you got it though it's it'll fool you some days because the tide sometimes aren't exactly right i see i see
0: let me check a couple of things here make sure nobody's got any messages here Luke <coughs> uh, Hinges and ross mcclure are at work and aaron wheatley can't see it aaron try to refresh <coughs>
1: Oh, I don't know what that noise is, but boy, it's loud. My phone keep people keep messing. My phone hasn't stopped. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. It hasn't stopped ever since I caught the fish.
0: (laughs) 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 I'll bet that's right. I'll bet that's right.
1: Um, Yeah. For this, I would do it, but
0: you probably got a lot of people messaging you trying to find out about the fish and all kinds of stuff, I would guess.
1: And I I really try to answer everybody, but sometimes messages sneak through when you got a whole lot coming through and you don't get to them. Right. I've been going back trying to answer and make sure I didn't miss anything. You know, I try to answer everything I can.
0: Well, and that's when I messaged you. I knew you was going to be busy, and that's why I said when you get a break – uh, if you're interested, let me know because I knew you was just getting tore up out there, uh, you and probably wasn't even home yet. You know, you still dealing with getting the fish weighed and all the stuff. But uh, we did want to get you on the show and visit with you about. about you know, that's a big deal for everybody in the sport when somebody catches a fish that size. It's just that's just huge. Yeah. Uh, now, is that the um, is that the uh, state record for for out there? I guess. No, the the, the world record would be the state record, wouldn't it?
1: That's right. The state record and the world record come out of the same lake I'm fishing in. Wow. We was actually fishing a catfish showdown tournament the night that fish was caught, but the guy wasn't fishing in the tournament with us. No kidding. Yeah. Wow.
0: That's amazing. I
1: I think he caught his fish in June of 2011, I believe.
0: Right, I remember when it was caught. Yeah, uh, that's again. No, those, those are just giant fish, and and uh, I, I assume that you can go out there and get bait about any time you want it pr- fairly easily.
1: Not on Kerr, not on Bugs Island. It's it's tough to catch bait there sometimes. You have to really work at it to find them and and throw your nets. You can't use gill nets or anything in Bugs Island like you can on the James River. So, right, you have to get there and throw your arm off sometimes. To get bait
0: now is this a really really deep lake
1: no it's really shallow on one end and it's really deep on the other end i think at the dam it's around 100 foot and at the uh, upper end you have to be really careful if you don't know nothing about the lake you're better off to stay away from it because you'll tear something up real quick
0: i see i see well that's uh like i say it's that's a great feat to catch a fish that size I, i'm still just reeling about it myself and uh how many big fish do you know of say over a hundred pounds that's been caught out of, uh, Kerr Lake in the last five years?
1: It's been right many. Um, uh, Tony Malam was the first one I knew of. He had one 109 pounds and it's actually in the Bass Pro Shop in Ashland here in Richmond. Um, uh, uh, Travis Combs is a friend of mine. He caught one 135 a couple years ago. Um, Kevin Davis is a friend of mine. He caught one 109, and there's been a few more. I don't remember all the names, but there's been some, uh, the right? Many fish over 100 pounds caught here lately.
0: Man, that that's outstanding. It, uh, and and I'm glad that they have the re- regulations in place for you guys. But if if all the guys that are, the majority of the guys are interested in putting this uh these these breeding size trophy size whatever you want to call them fish back into water to preserve this that's that's really really a good deal uh ben weber says has it become a professional goal of yours to go back and catch that ex- exact fish pre-spawn uh, well, he would think that uh would be good for uh maybe a chance at a world record
1: i'm always hoping to catch a world record but chances of catching that same fish is probably nearly impossible but um I'm gonna be looking for her, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, Aaron Wheatley just come on and said, "Howdy, boy!"
0: DLT te- team catch the fever, so uh, he must have refreshed and got in here. But uh, I, everybody's just so happy that you got that fish, and and uh, I'm glad that you took the time out to to spend with me today. Uh, Chuck and Doc's working, and and uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the viewers are working, but they'll they'll uh, they'll go in you know, tonight and see it and watch it after that and, and visit about it. But, uh, I just, I just can't 61 inch fish. Isn't that what you said? 61, 46,
1: 61 by 46. That's just, we're trying, we're trying to find somebody to do a replica, but we can't find them mount for it. So I don't know what we're going to end up doing. Nobody's got a big enough,
0: uh, piece to start with, do they? That's right. Wow. Holy crap. Well, you know, them replicas, they do them now to the point where they actually probably look better than the fish. And I'm sure you got plenty of pictures. So any scars or markings that's on this fish, they'd be able to duplicate it really easily.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of pictures. So I'm sure.
0: (laughs) I'll bet you do. (laughs) Uh, Now, I. I understand that when you took this in there, you guys had it in this live well of of Austin's until time to weigh it. You got it in, out, weighed it, and within five minutes it was back in this live well till you went to the certified scales. Is that correct?
1: That's right. We actually pulled up the pulled the fish up to the scales in the boat, and uh, we actually put it in a a waist And it was uh, three or four of us carried it up to the scales and. Uh, put it in there and, and I told everybody then I was like I'm not trying to be rude but we need to do this quick because we want to make sure we don't harm the fish and uh, everybody wanted pictures a lot of people didn't get to see it and I hate that for them but we was just doing what was best for the fish Right. So we got this um and immediately everybody snapped a few pictures and we put him straight back in the tank
0: that's that's cool and then he just went on up and, and uh, checked him into the to the scales now once you left there i'm assuming that you went right back to the lake and put him in the boat and took him out someplace and released her
1: yeah as soon as we um we did the same thing at the certified scales we got him out i told everybody we're going to do this quick if you're going to get pictures get them quick and we we put the fish in the uh weighed it we got it out we snapped a few pictures and straight back in the live where he went and from there we went straight to the lake and turned him loose
0: now, did you release it uh, reasonably close to where it was caught, or did you just take it out in the water and put it in another area?
1: It was released in, in a different area, but not far from where it was caught. <laughs>
0: well, it'll go right back there anyhow. I'm.
1: I'm we released it um, the closest place from the store. I said,
0: go ahead and get it in the water. Yeah, that's, a, that's understandable. Justin wants to right. know uh, if you caught it dra- drifting, dragging, or anchored.
1: A lot of people won't believe me when I tell you this, but I've only and I've ever done is anchored. I've never drifted. I've never drugged. I do all anchor. So I All like.
0: So he was anchored up. That's all. That's all right. Uh, you know, uh, until just a few years ago, some of the most successful fishermen in the world, the Massingill brothers, they done all their fishing anchored, but they figured out that drifting, and they seem to like it. They're pretty successful at it.
1: <laughs> well, for me, I take my children fishing every time I go. Just about and. For me, it's about throwing the rods out and and spending time with them more than than working my butt off all day, drifting, you know.
0: Well, it's more relaxing for a kid. You know, they can sit there and read a book, play a game, do something, and then when the fish bites, they can grab the pole. And uh, You you have to keep them interested in fishing. You have to keep them interested in going. And uh, every day you go there, there's not always just a ton of bites, so uh, they have to have something to pull up the slack, so they like to be there.
1: Yeah, well, even if we're not catching fish, my boy loves. I mean, we went out and camped on the boat. We cook on the boat. We take heaters. We got a tent. We put on the boat. We stay out for three days sometimes, and he still don't want to go home when we leave. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's way Luck. cool. Now,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you, what's your favorite thing to do? Catching
0: that big fish. <laughs> catching that big fish. Well, you have to tell Dad next time it'd be your turn for that big fish.
1: Mhm. <laughs> when i get older do what when i get older well uh, you
0: you probably are a little bit small for that You it, but you might be able to stick it in one of them rod holders
1: and reel her on up he does that sometimes it's, it's still hard for him but he does his best
0: aaron missed the first part of the show dale he wants to know what kind of bait you caught that on again
1: I had carp and shad cut carp and shad out, and I don't know which one he hit, but I'm, I'm thinking it was the carp.
0: And now you're talking about common carp. You all don't have the Asians out there, correct?
1: Just common carp.
0: Yeah, just common carp. They're everywhere. So,
1: yeah, it's a good bait. I mean, I it was I I seen it laying there. I was like, I better cut him up, and I cut him up, and it went long. I caught that fish, but I honestly don't know which one I caught him on. Right.
0: Right. Well, it doesn't make no difference. It's in the record. It's in the books now, so so whichever one it was, was the right one for that day.
1: I'll try to have carp and shad next time I go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I can understand that, actually, yeah. That, uh, nice. So you put her in, the, in this wasteling. Uh, you almost have to, for a fish that size, you would almost have to have a wasteling or some way to carry that fish safely at 61
1: inches uh, that just be tough to to do anything with it was it was very difficult to move that fish around um but once we got it in the waist, waistline it's got handles on it it's a waistline from bottom to tackle uh-huh and you know we had it's got handles all through it so if somebody was in the middle and people at both ends and it wasn't hard to carry it in that waistline it, it made it a lot easier to get down.
0: So now, uh, did, does it have more than? How, how, explain the handles on that.
1: It it folds shut like this, and it's got uh, spots to ha- grab it all the way down down the top of it that holds it together. Uh huh. I, I, I'd have to show you one to really be able to explain it, but it's actually it's actually made for carrying fish.
0: But it but it does not just have a a handle in the middle. It's got them on ends or size something.
1: Yeah, it's spiked all the way down, and you can hold it. Okay, good, good. Well, you
0: know, I, I'm sure Dave has got it figured out to where it's the best, the best for the safety of the fish, or he wouldn't be, be dealing with it. That's you know, that's just kind of the way he is. And I, if I remember correctly, when he started doing the deal with those, he was helping design them. So for that reason, so for so they'd be safe to carry fish in. And and uh, from the pictures that I saw, it kind of looked like that. Uh, fish was kind of hanging out both ends of it.
1: Yeah, it was some of them hanging out of both ends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's amazing.
0: Well, well uh, we yeah.
1: Had, when we caught that fish, I'm going to tell you a little bit of the story. Sure. You know, I told my cousin, I was like, when I was fighting, we was trying to fight him through the lines because you can't keep a fish that size from going where he wants to go. And we finally got him out of all the lines. <laughs> and lots of drag and i told my cousin i was like i've caught 100 before and i said this fish is over 80 pounds and uh he just kept fighting and fighting and fighting and i said he might be over 100 pounds and we finally when he surfaced Stephen got him in the net the first time the head and he was about two foot of him hanging out of the other end of the net so i grabbed the the ring of the net and pushed his tail down in it we actually sit there for i don't know how long Trying to call people, to come help us get this fish in the boat, and we couldn't get we couldn't get anybody to answer the phone. So I I took a pair of scissors and actually cut the line off to get the pole out of the way, and we just kept grabbing the mesh and rolled him over till he hit the floor. And uh, Stephen looked at me. He said, "Well, I think we just won." <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know. Um tournaments most all the tournaments with my wife and I'm not sure her and I could get a fish that size in the boat
1: I know if I was by myself I'd have had to tie the rope to it because I couldn't have got it in the boat by myself yeah. there's no way and yeah. once we got it in the boat we couldn't get it off the floor to put it in the live well so I mean <laughs> 150 140 pounds you can pick it up but not when it's slippery and you can't get your arms That's around right. it uh, you
0: know and, and it's live weight it's not just like a, a solid object that's not moving this thing's wiggling and squirming and
1: yeah that um, it was all we could do I'm telling you it's a wonder I'm not in hospital with getting a hernia fixed, trying to put that fish in the live well <laughs> I'll bet. well you know the one
0: of the things that I'm taking from this story you're telling us is that anybody, that fishes big fish water like that whether it be kerr island uh bugs island kerr lake whether it be mississippi river whether it be wheeler needs to look into getting a way sling so they can handle these fish safely to get them in and out of live wells and get them in and out of boats because that that's just a <laughs> it's huge
1: yeah i think i'm gonna buy me a bigger net and i'm gonna uh looking to um getting a a different live well for my boat that will support a fish that big because you never expect to catch a fish that big you never expect a 100 gallon live wheel to be too small but when it happens it happens and uh if you're not prepared to keep the fish alive then then
0: uh aaron wants to know how long it was from bite to the till you got it in the net how long take to land your fish
1: I don't know exactly because I was kind of zoned out, but I'm guessing about 10 minutes. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's a fan. Yeah, I don't I don't give them much the slack. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I can relate to that, you know. Uh you know yeah. But you know, I know you was telling it was it was pulling drag, but you must not have had your lines out terribly far.
1: Well, I mean, I casted it out as far as I could cast it. But uh, the first initial run, he pulled a whole lot of drag. And once I finally got him turned, he, he swam all the way to the boat. And then once I got him to the boat, he was just fighting up and down. He, he swam all the way to me.
0: Oh, wow. Well, that may, that helped a little bit there.
1: He wouldn't have swam all the way to me. I'd have probably had a whole lot longer battle with him. But once you get, right. him, yeah. once you get him under the boat, it's game over. Usually.
0: Yeah, you, you just if they'll come up, you know.
1: Yeah, you just gotta get them up then, but and and you don't have to worry about them running into structure as, as much.
0: Right. Once they come off that bottom, then you kind of get away from a lot of that. Now I'm sure on that lake there's plenty of trees and stuff for structure, but uh once he gets up off that bottom, you your your chances of getting hung up in a bunch of stuff is a lot less than it is when they're down deep.
1: That's right. That's right. You're always more comfortable once you get them up off the bottom. So,
0: absolutely, absolutely. Well, Dale, I can't thank you enough for taking time out. I know you got to get ready to go to work. Uh, We really appreciate you coming on the show. We got. Uh, I think from what I'm seeing, around 35 viewers that's watching us live, there's a lot of guys that are at work, and they'll watch this, and and, you know, they may have some questions. They may try to get a hold of you. They may send uh, some questions to me on Catfish Weekly, and we'll be glad to pass them on to you so you can contact these guys. But congratulations on an outstanding fish.
1: Thank you very much, and um, I'll try to answer every question I get, you know, as fast as i can but it's been kind of hard lately to answer everybody oh
0: yeah and they'll understand everybody has to know that that you've absolutely been uh swamped with with uh congratulations and questions and all the stuff that goes along with catching a a giant fish like that And, and they'll understand and uh we as a whole the whole group appreciates the fact that you are answering everybody's messages and questions and and taking it in stride because it it does get overwhelming at times when when things go. I know uh, seems like every time Cindy and I do good in the tournament, we get overwhelmed with stuff like that. And and uh, it's fun, but uh, you know when it gets to be in the middle of the night, and you're trying to go to bed and they're still coming in. It's it, it'll get to you a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's hard to not look at them either, you know.
0: (laughs) Oh, no, you want to see them all, every one of them, because, uh, you know, you may catch another one like that next week or the next time you go out, and you might never catch another one that size. You just never know, so enjoy it because it truly is a fish of a lifetime.
1: Yeah, I know. I I hope I catch one like that again, but, you know, like I said, you never know.
0: That, that's it and I hope you do too and I hope Chase gets to catch that same fish in a few years and I hope it's 150 pounds
1: oh yeah me too
0: <laughs> absolutely listen Dale thank you so much hey before we go is there anybody you'd like to thank sponsors or anything like that
1: I'd like to um, thank my sponsors um, um, Big Cat Fever <coughs> and Caleb and Tony have been awesome to deal with um, James Arwood the HD hook is, is awesome that's what I've been using and uh, Slime line. Fish bite rod holders. Um, I want to thank everybody that day keep the fish alive, and everybody that was there, you know, supporting me. And, and uh, I just need to. I want to thank everybody. If I don't remember all the names, it's just everybody was there for me that day, and I really appreciate it. Well, that's that's very nice, and, uh, and you <clears throat> you've done your sponsors
0: proud with that, and and uh, the way you conduct yourself is very professional. Uh, you're the kind of guy that we want to keep in the sport doing well. So, again, thank you for being on the show on a special Wednesday show with us. And uh, if there's anything we can ever do for you at Catfish Weekly, just feel free to give me a shout.
1: Well, thank you very much.
0: All right, buddy. That'll do it for today's show. I hope you all enjoyed visiting uh, with us about this big fish and and if he was working i'm sorry but the, the way dale's schedule worked he has to work nights and and couldn't be on a monday night show so we got him on here today you can watch it on youtube and uh standing feet to catch 141 pound fish so till monday night we'll see you then